0: Welcome to the podcast by Kevin M.D., brought to you by the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience. Ambient intelligence augments human capabilities to make our lives easier. The applications are many, especially in healthcare. Ambient clinical intelligence is offsetting the most pressing challenges in healthcare today, such as burnout, physician shortages, physician and patient dissatisfaction, and underperforming financial outcomes By applying the technology to clinical documentation, the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, or DAX for short, utilizes artificial intelligence and natural language processing to automatically document care. It securely listens to and captures the natural clinician-patient encounter conversation unobtrusively and turns that conversation into a clinical note for the clinician's review and signature directly in the electronic health record. You just talk naturally, and DAX does the rest. DAX is being used by thousands of physicians across 30 different specialties nationwide. It has already won the Silver Stevie Award in the healthcare technology category and was ranked number one for improving clinician experience in class's top twenty emerging solutions. To learn more and see Dax in Action, visit nuance.com slash in Action. That's nuance.com slash D A X I N A C T I O N to learn more. And now on to the show. From Kevin MD, I'm Dr. Kevin Poe. And this is is the podcast by Kevin M.D. Welcome to the podcast by Kevin M.D., the only daily medical podcast where we share the stories of the many who intersect with our healthcare system but are rarely heard from. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Poe. Hi and welcome to the show, subscribe at KevinMD.com slash podcast, get CME for this episode by clicking on the CME link in the show notes. Today we welcome Kim Downey and Michael Hirsch. Kim is a physical therapist, Michael is a gastroenterologist and physician coach. I have had them on individually, it's great to have them together. Both of you guys, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Kevin.
0: Thank you so much for having us. So I'm going to ask each of you just to briefly share your story and journey to where you are today. So Kim, why don't you go first?
1: Sure. So I've had cancer three times in the past couple of years, and uh, there were some permanent unintended consequences from the first surgery requiring additional medications and resulting in further complications, which led to many more doctors and many more tests. So for reasons I'll never know, about a year ago, March, a link to Michael's blog appeared on my Facebook page, and I have no idea why, but I clicked on it and I thought, well, this is really good. And he included a music video and I thought he nailed it and he had been blogging for a few months at that point and i read them all and i started going to his site every wednesday to read his latest post and uh, last december he shared that he was celebrating his year of blogging and i thought to myself that i should let him know that his post really resonated with me and i even used a couple of his devotions for my women's fellowship group and they were really well received so i sent him a private facebook message and he sent me the nicest response And then we continued communicating a bit. And I knew from his website that he offered coaching for physicians. And one of my doctors had recently died and I was really struggling. And he seemed so nice. I asked if I could pay him for a session to talk about my doctor. And he responded that he'd love to chat with me. And he does a complimentary no obligation session for anyone interested in coaching. So New Year's Eve morning, he listened to me tell him the whole story. And he was really easy to talk to. And afterward, he even sent some uh, takeaways, which I found very valuable. And I think because I had clicked on Michael's site back then, shortly after that, a link to your site, Kevin, showed up. And I began reading all the posts, and I became concerned about physician well-being. I could relate to the difficulties physicians were spotlighting as a result of some of my own experiences as a healthcare professional. I wasn't successful at the time making an inroads with my local healthcare system to address these issues. Michael and I continued communicating through email as I was trying to find my way. And shortly thereafter, I told him I was afraid I was taking advantage of him. And he assured me I wasn't, that he was genuinely happy to help because, you know, I was just trying to help other doctors. But then he asked if I was interested in pursuing coaching and he thought it would be amazing for me. I know I needed to do something, so I thought about it and i said yes and here we
0: are all right and we're gonna get more into that story in a little bit but first michael you're a gastroenterologist and obviously a physician coach
2: so how did you get into coaching yeah so i you know i found coaching kind of similar to kim when i needed it the most i was not somebody who came upon coaching and was all in from go thinking that that this was what i needed. But I was, you know, I have the typical story of having gone straight through in my medical education, my training, getting, you know, the job that I had always imagined that I wanted. And I had the family, my wife, my kids, the house I wanted. And I found myself kind of dreading work every day and not really being able to identify kind of what the what the issue was and i also very kind of similar to kim happened upon some kind of coaching related facebook stuff and and then ended up going for a one time session and kind of it was helpful i really i thought it was helpful but i got off the call and i was like nah this isn't mm-hmm. really for me and it was my wife who basically said no you absolutely need to do this and when kind of circling back with that physician coach he asked me kind of the question that changed my life, was which was, if you don't do this, what will change? And answering that question really changed everything for me. So I had my own experience with physician coaching. And what I noticed was there weren't a lot of male physician coaches in the space. And I thought, you know, with 50% of my medical school class being men, there needed to be more male physicians out in this space talking about the benefits of of how there's so much in life that we can't control but there are so many things that we can and i think that's what coaching empowered for me was being able to find the things that i that i i can control yeah, so that's that was that's kind of my story of of finding physician coaching and then deciding to be a coach myself. Yeah, so what you said Michael is pretty interesting. I interview a lot of physician
0: coaches and you're right, most of them are female and there aren't enough male physician coaches out there. So why do you think that is? Do you think male clinicians have a little bit of a
2: hesitancy in terms of reaching out? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know our medical training kind of encourages lone wolf Personalities, right? We are trained that we can do everything by ourselves. We, our entire livelihood is dependent on other people coming to us asking for help. Yet we are trained to believe that we don't need help, that we can just figure it out ourselves. And I think that is just kind of perpetuated with societal norms. I think women in general have an easier time of asking for help when they need help and men just try to figure it out on their own. And I think normalizing the fact that we all need help. And that sometimes the bravest thing we can do is ask for help, I think is is an important part of, of my work in in trying to promote physician well-being. And All right, let's move on to the Kevin M.D. article that Kim wrote. It
0: tells more about her story titled The Power of Coaching for Physicians, Transforming Thoughts, Changing Lives. Now, Kim, how did your article come together?
1: Sure. Well, after we did 12 sessions of coaching and I had made a lot of progress and he just helped me with so many things, I decided to send him a thank you note. Uh-huh. So I wrote it and I sent it to him and then I was like, "Wow, well, other people should know. Uh, Other physicians, you know, how helpful coaching is. So I asked him if it was okay, because the note felt a little bit personal. But I thought that I if I wrote an article to you, because you had already accepted a couple of mine that then maybe more physicians would be able to see the benefits of coaching. So he said, sure. So I included some of the thank you note in the article and I send it to you with hopes that, you know, other physicians would be able to read it and maybe consider coaching when they hadn't before.
0: So Kim, tell us in general, what are some of the things that Michael worked with you on? Well, one was,
1: you know, my... My physician, one of my doctors had died and I was really struggling with that in different ways. And he helped me just my thoughts about the situation and uh, how to move forward. Really, I feel like that's what coaching is, is it helps you find ways to move forward with things. And also because of my complicated medical history and some of the complications, I had been like ruminating about a lot of things. And again, he just helped me with my thoughts about those things. And again, find ways to move forward. And even with the things I was trying to do with get involved with my healthcare system to help. And I was, you know, kind of frustrated that I wasn't really able initially to make an inroads. But again, he just like told me to keep, you know, keep up with my writing, keep up with my speaking, you know, keep making connections. And I just trusted the things that he said and I kept doing it. And then things started to move forward.
0: All right, Michael, tell the story from your perspective. So when you receive that outreach from Kim, tell us from your perspective, what happened next?
2: Yeah, so, you know, it's so interesting because we are sometimes just doing things, not realizing that there might be somebody else on the other side of the computer, reading our work, listening to our words. And, and that's kind of what I was doing. You know, I was writing these blog posts and just kind of imagined that they were just going out into the ether and nobody was actually reading them. And so when I got the message back from Kim, it just, you know, this was, I had never met Kim before, we had never connected before, and I was really surprised pleasantly and just elated that my words had connected with another human being. So I really, you know, when she wanted to connect, I was super excited to find out kind of more about what she thought and uh, what she was taking away from the blogs. And when we initially spoke, I, you know, I have to admit, I was just kind of a conversation. I, I don't mm-hmm. think either one of us thought that this was leading to a, a coaching relationship. We were just kind of new people that that were just chatting about experiences. But as we continued to have these discussions by email after that initial call, it became clear that, You know, I I think there are so many things that we do that we think about that limit ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when Kim was having a lot of the questions and the follow up emails, part of the reason why I thought coaching would be a good fit, because it was because there were things that I could see her, her beliefs were getting in the way of her progress, Mm -hmm. right? The things that she was holding on to. We're keeping her from moving forward. So as she was just mentioning, she was looking to help her local physicians. And some of the things that we have done, we've worked on was how can how she can help her local physicians, you know, without necessarily being part of the local system and, and, and options like that. And so we can shift our perspective a little bit. We can do the thing that we want, but maybe not in the way that we thought we would.
0: So, Michael, you've been coaching for a while now, and you obviously have your own show and podcast where you talk to other clinicians and listen to their stories. What are some of the messages that you're hearing over the last few months that you really want to share
2: with the broader clinician and patient community that's listening to the show? Yeah. So, I think number one, first and foremost, physician and clinician burnout is pervasive at this point, right? And I think the most fascinating thing about physician and clinician burnout is that it looks different for everyone. And in addition to that, it can look different in the same person at different points in their life. And it all begins with awareness. So being able to take a step back and just recognize something's not right here is essential. And I think one of the biggest drivers that I have seen in my own personal coaching is autonomy being a tremendous driver for physician burnout. I think we all went to medical school believing that we could do this and we could be in charge and nobody would tell us what to do. And, you know, that is not the reality of healthcare uh, in 2023. And so, recognizing that. And then as we were discussing before, identifying the things that we do have control over has really been essential for so many physicians on their path to wellness.
0: Kim, so after getting coaching from Michael, you've really taken a mantle and become an advocate for clinicians and really sharing stories of burnout and how coaching can benefit. So I want to dig deeper into that. So so why did you take that mantle? Like why did that resonate so much with you?
1: Well, again, it was, so me as a physical therapist, once we had the M- EMR, I was working in a couple of nursing homes and I felt for the first time, what I'd say was the burnout and the moral injury and the loss of autonomy. Like I could totally relate to that. And with my own health issues and after I had the second cancer surgery, I did send out my doctor's thank you notes because I'm like, wow, things are really bad right now. You know? And, and it was around that time that I found your site and I was reading a lot of articles about burnout. And so I became concerned for my physicians and it's, and then I did leave my job November, 2021. So my whole life I've helped other people, you know, I was on the ambulance corps when I was 16 years old Then I was a physical therapist for over 30 years. And so just because I love my job, I still felt that need to help other people. So, and there's also a little self-preservation because now I need doctors, right? So I want my doctors to be happy and healthy and I want them to stick around. So that was really, when when reading your articles about physicians being burned out, I was concerned about them and I just wanted to try to find something that I could do to help.
0: And Kim, has there been a success story that you could share with us where you've maybe changed a clinician's mind, implored them to get coaching and and kind of moved the needle and made a difference in their lives either online or in person.
1: Well, I don't so much know if anyone yet has pursued coaching because of what I've said, but one nice uh, story that happened was there's a, a wonderful retired physician who wrote a book and I I so first saw it. he had included an excerpt on your website. And I had reached out to him to tell him I enjoyed the book and we started communicating. And then I ended up bringing his book to a bookstore. I brought it to the library. Our book club read his book and then we Zoomed with him. And they loved him. He loved them. And then he told me that I inspired him to write another article to you. <laughs> so that was just one. And then with the posts I've shared, I've just received many, many thanks from various positions that... It just means a lot to them to know that there's a patient that sees them and hears them and appreciates them and understands their struggles.
0: So Michael, from that perspective, when a patient shows that gratitude to the medical staff, to clinicians, tell us what kind of difference it makes in their lives to, to, the,
2: to the clinicians, to the physicians yeah so that's actually interesting because um, I can give you two perspectives. I can give you um, pre-coaching Michael and I can give you post-coaching Michael, right So pre-coaching Michael really would brush off the compliments and the and and the gratitude because I was so busy trying to do the next thing that I didn't even really take the time to recognize the compliment. I remember the coaching session with my own physician coach where we talked about this specific issue and how important it is to sit in the compliment, to sit in the gratitude, Mm. to really hear the other person. And what I have recognized is that when I take a moment to stop what I'm doing, to really listen to a patient praise me, thank me, it changes the trajectory of my day. I can go from having a terrible day to having an amazing day all with a couple of words. And I think from a patient perspective, all any of us ever really wants to do is be heard. And when you're a physician, when you are complimenting your doctor and they are not listening to you or just like moving on, clicking the next button, mo- moving on to the next patient, there's a sense of loss there that that they didn't hear you. And so I think taking a moment as a physician to stop and listen to those phys- those patient compliments and and points of gratitude, it just it's transformative.
0: Mike, I want to go back
2: to what you said earlier about
0: sometimes how male physicians are a little bit afraid to show that vulnerability and take that next step and seek help. So tell us a success story where you've helped someone overcome
2: that and really move the needle in their lives. Yeah. So vulnerability is probably my favorite topic. And, and, and it is so, because for me, th- this was something I genuinely struggled with and has been part of probably the biggest part of my own coaching journey is leaning into the discomfort of vulnerability. And, you know, I'll just give you a recent example of a, a physician that I am working with that was just struggling with community. And I don't want to go too much into yeah. specifics. And just feeling connected to, you know, people outside of immediate family and leaned into the discomfort of trying something new, meeting a new group of people, and just came back from that experience, again, like like a new person, Mm. reinvigorated for, you know, meeting all these new people, trying something different, finding essentially uh, like a community and a tribe that he could be a part of. Um, And it all started because he leaned into the discomfort of vulnerability. And I think so much of us try to protect ourselves and not allow other people to see us. And the truth is that's all anybody ever wants. People are drawn to vulnerability. We're talking to Kim Downey and Michael Hirsch.
0: Kim is a physical therapist. Michael is a gastroenterologist and physician coach. We're talking about the Kevin MD article, the power of coaching for physicians, transforming thoughts. Changing lives. Now, I'm going to ask each of you just some take home messages that you want to leave with the Kevin MD audience. Kim, why don't you go first?
1: Yeah. So, I wrote the article, as I told you, because when I began reading posts on your site that reference coaching, I thought to myself, doctors, including my doctors, shouldn't have to pay for coaching. It's the system that's the problem and after receiving coaching myself and realizing how valuable it is i did a 180 and i now think coaching can be incredible for anyone who has something in their life they would like to change or thoughts that are limiting them which is pretty much everybody <laughs> and and there are also free uh, coaching resources for physicians and i've compiled a list of those kevin and i will send i will email that to you if you'd like to include mm-hmm. it And it's like having a personal trainer for your brain. It's something that you generally can't optimally do for yourself, which is why even the best coaches have a coach like Michael. (laughs) And I fully understand both the real and perceived obstacles physicians face when they might benefit from mental fitness or mental health opportunities. And coaching can fill, fill that need in a way that feels acceptable when sometimes other resources might not feel that way for various reasons. And executives and professional athletes appreciate the benefits a great coach can provide. And sometimes they even have more than one. (laughs) So coaching specifically, Michael, has helped me so much. I wanted to spotlight this incredible resource for physicians who previously haven't considered it uh, yet could benefit immensely. So I have to end by saying thank you, Michael.
2: And Michael, we'll end the episode with some of your take-home messages. Yeah. I think just to kind of piggyback on what kim was saying this is a complex problem right and to say that the healthcare system needs to change absolutely and i think you know we are at the you know we're, we're starting to see hopefully some changes but waiting for something else to change can be an exercise in futility so there's so much power that we have that we can do on our own if we just choose choose to make those steps And then with regard to coaching, one of my favorite mottos, phrases is you can't read the label from inside the jar. Hmm. So having a somebody else outside of you, it doesn't have to be a coach. It can be a mentor, a therapist, anybody really. Just to take a bird's eye view, we spend so much of our time and life looking at the microscopic level of things that sometimes just holding a mirror up to ourselves and just taking a look and seeing more broadly what's going on can be tremendously helpful. And then just to the last point, you know, Kim touched a little bit about the skepticism, and I just want to say about skepticism, it's totally normal. It's totally healthy. And a lot of kind of the thought behind the skepticism is that life can't be better than it currently is. Like this is just as good as it's going to get. And I think an important question to ask yourself is what if it could be better? Right? Like what if this isn't as good as it could be? Because when I asked myself that question, that's when everything changed.
0: Kim and Michael, thank you so much for sharing your stories, time, and insight. And thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having us, Kevin.
1: Thank you, Kevin. You take good care. <laughs> thank you for listening
0: to the podcast by Kevin MD. To share your story and appear on the show, visit kevinmd.com.